Listener Production. Hello and welcome to That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson. This week I've got Joel Creasy on the show. He is a very good friend of mine and he is performing at Broken Hill Festival and he's recording a special and you have to go. The Broken Hill Festival is a fabulous three-day festival which celebrates the theatrical anniversary of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, at her spiritual home the Palace Hotel and the Township of Broken Hill, New South Wales. It runs from 8 to 12 September and you can find out more at bhfestival.com. You'll find it. Google it. So I'm chatting to Joel and we're talking about all things fun, his birthday, his boyfriend's birthday, he's dating a model, he's a little bit dusty. You're going to love it. He's also got a brand new love of beer. Get a beer and listen to this podcast. That's quite enough. Just just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Please. Yes, I can hear. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. Hey, baby. How's it going? Oh, good. You look a bit dusty. I am so dusty. And it's one of those dusties that it's not even um, day one. It's like day, technically day three. And I'm still feeling rough because it was my a very big birthday on the weekend. 32. <laughs> my 30th and 31st were in like <laughs> stage four lockdown in Melbourne. So it was a combined yeah. party. But, you know, I love to just throw parties anyway. So it was an excuse. Um, welcome yeah. to your mid-30s almost because that's what it's like. Wait till you hit your 40s. Then you go, I'm going to quit drinking. That's why everyone quits drinking. Not because it's a health choice, but because, motherfucker, you don't bounce back anymore. Oh, I know. What's going on? And actually, I think I am quitting drinking as we speak. Uh, but then I was looking in my garage just earlier and I've got all this wine because every time I go to like a winery or something, I feel guilty and like buy half the winery. So I've got all this stuff. I'm like, well, I can't be a non-drinker and have mm-hmm. a house full of alcohol. No, you're going to have to work your way through. It's the same. It's like you can't go on a diet. We still have <laughs> chips and chocolate in the pantry. So you have to finish that. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like you yeah. buy a full pack of cigarettes and go after two in, I'm going to be smoking. No, you finish the pack. <laughs> That's how it works. I just had my fucking mind blown this morning. Hatred Brains is a show, it's a quiz show between Australian and New Zealand comedians, right? Yeah. And then they go and they get like historic moments from Australia, say television or whatever, they, or even local yeah. stuff. One of the questions for the Australian team is they play mm. a TV ad from 1985, which is the Solo Man, yes. you know, the drink solo. It's a refreshing lemon drink for those of you playing the home game. Yeah. Anyway, and they show this really hot fucking guy. The whole thing is like, what's the ad for, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, where is he now? That was your dad. Nowadays it's like the neutral grand man or like like the Cleo Bachelor of the Year. Back in the day, like the hot gig in the 80s and early 90s was being mm. the solo man. And there's, there were a few of them. I think one of them's gone to jail. Um, and then my dad was the one that ran up the hill being chased by a dog and then at the top of the hill, because, you know, after, you know, a big workout, what you feel like is a, a sticky, sugary soft drink. Yeah. He cracks it and it dribbles down his chin, yes. very homoerotic. That is my father, and he gave birth to this. Uh, I mean, the camera quality was so poor back then. I think he should just own it and go, yeah, that was him and all of it, because you can't really make out their features. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's very versatile. He's like Meryl Streep. He can do beard, he can do bold, he can do – when he did – my dad also was an extra in Star Wars um, in, in The Empire Strikes Back and in the scene when Princess Leia is 
is sort of uh, briefing the troops. You can clearly see my dad. He's the one with the red moustache like a porn star. Um, so, yeah, he can do, he can yeah. do any role. <laughs> Wasn't your mum on that film too? Mum was in Star Wars as well. She Star sort of Wars. flies by in the back of a scene. But she was more of a music theatre actress. So she was doing a lot of West End stuff. Um, like, you know, you know what it's like when everyone always asks comics, like, oh, like, how did it go when you first told your parents you want to be a comedian? And in my household, it was too supportive. Yeah. They were like, great, we'll drive you to the gig. I'm like, no, yeah. you need to kind of give me some pushback. Yeah. So it gives me a good story to tell one day. They're like, no, you've got jazz hands. You're going to theatre. Um, so <laughs> they follow like, my parents come to, like, gigs all around the world. Um, and when I'm, do- when I'm doing shows in Perth, they will stand at the door of the theatre at the end of the show and thank people for coming. And not everybody immediately knows what my parents look like. So some people just think it's the owners of the theatre being proactive. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, they're really friendly. Hey, did you go to private school? Yes, I did. Are you shocked to hear that? (laughs) I was the arts captain and the editor-in-chief of the student paper. I was that private school. We went through six drama teachers (laughs) while I was the drama captain because they couldn't handle me. Like, I'd be there on the first day of term waiting, being like, hello, Renee, I'll take it from here. You can go grab the coffees. Like, they hated me. (laughs) And then when I was editor-in-chief of the student paper, I um, introduced a gossip column. The paper didn't previously have a gossip column, yeah. but I introduced one. So it was really handy because any teachers that were rude to me, I would then subtly put them in the gossip column. So I had this weird power where I could just get away with anything because, you know, I was like I was like the Murdoch media. <laughs> Drunk on power, bro. Oh, always, always, always because I've never had it. So I've had to just create it for myself. <laughs> like, you know, in comedy, it's all, all about being like, the, like the, particularly in Australia, like the Aussie battler or, you know, your parents threw you out of home and that's why you started doing comedy. I'm like, um, well, um, yeah. I have been doing this forever. My parents are wonderful and, um, and I just want to tell some jokes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from a financially stable, uh, let's call it wealthy background. Yeah, yeah, I'm from a healthy household. Lucky I make all my own mistakes, so I, um, I've evened things out. Yeah, do you think you're the problem? Because you've got two sisters. Do you think you're the one that your parents worry about the most? I'm sure, yeah, I think I am the problem. You'll love this, of course. I got these cryptic texts from them before they took off for Europe saying, like, just be really careful, just be safe. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? But thank you. Thank you for caring. Yeah, they, you know they would have bugged your apartment or something. 100%. Or one of those baby monitor cameras. Like, they'd be probably around the house. Is there suddenly a teddy bear in your room? <laughs> well, it ain't Jack. Um, the nanny cam, actually, I should get a nanny cam for him. I'd love to know what he gets up to behind closed doors. If I Google you, the first thing that comes up is Joel Creasy, mm. just Joel Creasy, like people obviously find you and then find your wiki page. Yeah. And then Joel Creasy partner, Joel Creasy boyfriend, Joel Creasy husband, Joel Creasy, like people are obsessed. Like, if I go to an event not with him, people get disappointed. So that's why I'm not surprised that there's, tons of research results about him because people like even at my gigs people kind of want a photo with him more than they want with me I'm like he's been sitting in the theater the entire time I've just done 90 minutes of stand-up you should ask him then he's probably at the bar like (laughs) invites to opening nights and, and, and musicals they always say Joel not plus one Joel plus Jack we'd love it if Jack came what will Jack be wearing I'm like oh my god You're the Sonny and Cher, the Gaia, the Gaia version. We really are. 
We of really our are. generation. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I take that as a huge compliment. Listen, I quickly want to bring up a, a few years ago, beautiful Jack. Yes. Twisted his ball. Um, he did. I feel like we can talk about it. If you don't want to talk about his twist. Oh, no, I love talking about it. And it it was a very painful thing. He had to have a procedure done to get it corrected, the whole thing, right? He's fine now. Yes. But (laughs) you sent me a message and said, can you please (laughs) send Jack a little message because he's really not feeling great and he's going through, you know, like he's just, and I went, yeah, yeah, totally. So, but then the same day, someone asked me to send them a message because <laughs> they were getting married. And can yeah. I do a little video for their screen that oh, they, no. you know, can play to their wedding guests? And I went, yeah, sure. <laughs> so anyway, so I made one for the wedding, then I made one for Jack, and I said, Jack, I believe you twisted your nut. I wish I was there. I'd lift it for you. I'd try and fix it myself. Like just this real like rambling about his nutsack. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then there's this more like, you know, congratulations. <laughs> this is a huge step in your life. <laughs> then I sent the videos and I realized oh, I had switched the videos. <laughs> <laughs> Did the wedding party find out? Yeah, I sent it to them, to the oh. video thing. And, oh. and then I said, oh, my God, I sent you the wrong video. And the guy was like, I didn't understand the, the humour <laughs> behind it. Like he thought it was, you know. Sometimes people just laugh along with it because they think you're operating on some higher level of comedy or you know something that they don't know. And you're like, no, I've just made a mistake. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't funny in context or isn't applicable to you. Yeah. But I, I have said the wrong thing to people before and they've kind of gone eh, and laughed and then I've gone, oh, no, you don't need to laugh at all. That was that was actually a mistake, full stop. Um, but Jack's ball has fully recovered. Yeah. Um, he's okay now because for a while, like, he genuinely couldn't walk. Like, it was so heavy. It was like it was like the size of a mango. And I, I tried fixing it with, with a bit of, like, deep heat tiger balm. No. But I had to carry it around for him. Like, like it was like my clutch. It was so big and swollen and we had to make it like a splint and I got Jack off his tits on some leftover endone I had um but Jack's also psychic so that just made him like even more sort of spiritual and and off with the fairies and he was like watching the block and predicting what he thought was going to happen and I'm like yeah that's because you've just seen the trailer for tomorrow night's episode but he was in that space where he couldn't remember that sort of stuff and Gosh, it was a fun time. We'd only just started dating. <laughs> <laughs> Will you guys have kids? No. Do you want to have kids? No. He he wants he wants kids, but no. We're getting a dog very soon. Um, a chow chow, and we're going to call her girlfriend. So we can say at the park, "Did you just shit yourself, girlfriend?" Or "Get over here, girlfriend." Um, so that's the plan. Um, her mum is pregnant at the moment. She's due to give birth any day. Uh, I'm very excited. I think that'll make her a Virgo, won't it? I'm into star signs. Are you? I am. Only recently. That's another thing about turning 30. I'm looking for help. I'm looking for things to get me by, like star signs. I was watching that um, Indian matchmaker last night and the yeah. guy went to see a you know psychic and he did like the numbers and everything and um, I was texting a friend while we were watching and I said, there's nothing that makes me roll my eyes fucking harder than when someone says your moon is in Sagittarius. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs>
my ex, she used to, and she still does like tarot readings, and she's a Reiki master, just to amp it up a notch. I did have some Reiki the other day by mistake. How do you do that by mistake? Well, I thought he wasn't like an osteo, <laughs> but he wasn't. So I just, and he was in a, he was in like yeah. a doctor would wear like a, a white shirt, tie, like, you know, chinos and really fancy kind of space. And then I went into the room and lay on the bed like you would an osteo. And then he just held me for an hour. Yeah. Like he just put one hand on my back and one hand on my chest and just held me for an hour. And then he said to me, I've just moved your diaphragm. (laughs) (laughs) Careful. That's how you get pregnant. (laughs) And then he, then he sort of just put his hand on my head for ages, like for about half an hour. And I just, just had to lie there. See, I couldn't even acupuncturist. And I know there's some validity in it, but even that. I just like paying for treatment. I don't care what it is. I just want to pay for someone just to take care of me for an hour. Like, I need some direction in life because when I'm left to my own devices, I'm a hot mess. Someone take the wheel. Maybe I should be like your life coach. I would love that. And then you can pay me at the comedy festival and I'll hold you. Yes. I can even breastfeed you because occasionally I lactate for no reason. Listen, I reckon the internet in Australia is fucking terrible. Oh, I Even agree. It's the worst. At an Airbnb or something, I'm like, oh, my God. Just the internet is so shit. Like, I, I don't even face all my kids. I'm like, I send them a skit. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. This is too fucking frustrating. They keep freezing. They're all pixelated and stuff. I know. You have to remember their names. It's exhausting. Yeah. I'm like, what's that little one? Who's that in the background? They go, that's the youngest one. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) I sometimes think maybe I should have kids for stand-up purposes, but that's the problem. Honestly. Yeah. Not worth it? No, it's the best. You can get a few shows out of them. Okay. And then... Yeah, I mean, it, it is with maybe you should foster, oh. you know, just do a couple of months, like do a spike care. So then you get a kid every now and again yeah. and, you know. But can give it back. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a rental car. That's great, yeah, because I, I have nothing for a new stand-up show. Like I've got nothing. Nothing's happened. So I need I need something to happen. But that's the dangerous thing, and I, you're, I'm sure you're the same. Sometimes I find myself getting into ridiculous scenarios and it's like a tax write-off. I'm like, oh, well, I'll talk about it on stage and I'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes my accountant will go, what What was this for? Why did you have two dwarves and 14 <laughs> strippers? I'm like, it's research for a show. <laughs> I play golf, but it's research. I don't even think I've ever hit a golf ball, but I have fantasies of it being in like a movie where like, you know, like this sexy instructor sort of sidles up behind you and shows you how to do it. Um, but in reality, it's going to be like you, me and three open mic comedians in the middle of the comedy festival, uh, dodging the rain. And I can't wait. Have you ever done the hammer throwing or the ax throwing? No. I'd like to do that. A friend of mine, you know, you you just go to a range and you throw an ax at a wall. I mean, it's very, very basic business model. Um, but I'd love to do that. We could get some faces of people we don't like, get them stuck up. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, I've got some posters. We could just go through Melbourne with a couple of axes. <laughs> All the posters are in the town hall. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no stairs left. <laughs> so when I think golf and at the end of golf, I think gin and tonic or a beer. Yeah. But when you think axe throwing, you go, you're going to have to drink a pint of beer. 
I don't think you rock up at the axe throwing place and go, what What kind of champagne do you have? Like, Yeah, is it French or Prosecco? Like, what have you got behind the bar there? They go, you can have 250 mils <laughs> or a litre of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your house champagne? No. Do you know, I've really, be- I've become a massive beer drinker recently and no one believes me. Ever since I started radio, there's this really like, it's a real beer culture and yeah. I've got to stop because I put on weight, but I, I really, I love beer. I think the only time we've had a lot to drink was in Newcastle one night after a show. Yeah. The night you went into the audience, I've yeah. told you this, the night you did the most rock and roll thing ever and, and you um, dealt with a heckler by physically walking up to them in the crowd. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was sort of early on in my career. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, that. I think I drank five bottles of red wine that we night. We were in like a service department and on those, you know, those couches they have in yeah. service departments that are like pleather and they're like meant to be a two-seater but they've got barely a back and barely arms and they're so tight. Yeah. And there was like all of us piled yeah. into someone's hotel room or apartment. I think I made a potato dish and I walk in, you've got a whole fucking leg of lamb that you just pulled out of the oven. I'm like, Jesus, all right. Yeah, we get it. You're gay. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Because the thing is, I think I had to buy all the spices and all the things that you use like one teaspoon of, but then I had all the bottles. So I'm fairly sure I went the rest of the tour with like all these spices and herbs in my bag. Well, that's at least what I told customs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shelve half a clove of garlic. Hey, (laughs) let me ask you something. What um, is the thing about other people that shit you to absolute death? I am not a people person in the slightest. When I'm not performing, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than talking to people. Yeah. I run. I run immediately after gigs. Um, but the thing that shits me most about other people is, like, where, where are they going all day? Why are you on the road when I'm trying to get to work? What could you possibly have on that's more important than my trip to the butcher or my trip to the dentist? Piss off. Because I worked in an office job for so many years, I would go into the mall and it's always full and I'm like, how can all these people afford not to fucking work? And none of them have peripheral vision. I'm like, why? Because, you know, that, that that stereotype about gay men walking fast. I'm like, get out of my yeah. way. Like, I don't mind if you're yeah. walking slow. Just know that there are people trying to get around you. If, especially at the airport too, nothing shits me more when someone yeah. just stops in the middle of a fucking walkway. I walk past, I go, worst possible place to stop. Well done. Oh, God, I'm so glad you do that because it shits me. And, and then... You have these people who have no concept of personal space. No. The last time I went through, this woman kept hitting me, kept hitting me oh. with her bag, and eventually I had to put my bag behind me. Then when we, when I went up to the customs officer, he said to me, oh, are you travelling together? When I turned, she's right here. I go, <gasps> no, she just has zero concept of personal space. Oh, great work. If you see something, say something. So I'm fucking saying it now. Every time someone's up my ass, I go, why don't you hop on my back and I carry you the rest of the way? <laughs> and when I left the airport, now I'm yeah. already frustrated because I had that woman up my ass. I want to move my car. So I leave the trolley, I get in, but there's a Tesla to my left on the T and he has to go so I can pull my car out. Otherwise, I'm going to block him in. Yeah. So he's gotten in the car. Now I'll just wait, wait a few seconds and he's not moving. So then I start my car so you can see my you know, I'm indicating that I want to move, he needs to move. Yeah. My lights have come on, so now he knows, okay, shit's about. Obviously, common sense dictates, oh, this bitch is going to move out to put a bag in, then I'll be trapped here. So um, I look at him, 
we lock eyes, he slowly starts to move his car, but so slow. Oh, my God. I then start going forward. Then he starts going, but still slow. And then he stops in front of my car to give me a dirty look. So, of course, I put the window down. As he throws his hands up and he looks at me and he's about to put his window down, it just starts going down. I go, yeah, cunt, drive. You can do it. (laughs) And then as soon as I said that to him, he just put the window back up. And Now, you know, those Teslas have got cameras right around. So I know he's got footage of me going, drive, cunt, you can do it. (laughs) Yeah, and that would be great on your show reel, I think. Like you could open with that. That could be like a really like strong piece for networks to see when, you know, you're doing go-sees and pictures, like a really, like, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, welcome to the Ursula Carlson, yeah. you know, package. Drive cunt, you can do it. <laughs> Drive cunt, an evening of stories and laughs with Ursula Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> a journey. <laughs> I'd come to that show. Okay, what's the, what's the one thing about you mm-hmm. that should you do? Um, well, speaking of driving, you know I can't drive. Like, I, I've got a car, but I'm a terrible driver. Um, but I'm incredibly, like, I'm an incredibly lazy person. The amount of Uber Eats bags lined up in my, because my car's not here, it's once again at the panel beaters. Uh, my garage is now just an, a graveyard of Uber Eats bags. And I go, oh, the, I could have spent that money on something, you know, useful. But nah, I think the thing that shits me about myself is I don't want to learn anything new. I don't want to better myself at all. I am, I've given up. (laughs) I don't think it's lazy. You live in Melbourne. Heaps of people in Melbourne can't drive because public transport is really good. Oh, see, but I don't do that either. My mum, I couldn't believe this. My mum was talking about Uber preferences the other night. She goes, I put conversation. She wants to have a conversation. Are you kidding me? You're the only person on planet Earth who has conversation as their preference. Fuck, that is my worst nightmare. Like, I I think they brought in conversation because of my complaints. Like, I don't want to fucking chat with the driver. <laughs> so Beck is my manager. She's your promoter. She gets in the front of an Uber. I'm like, do not do that. Why? They don't want you in the front. No one wants you in the front. Sit in the fucking back where you belong. Yeah. I've got stuff to do. I've got Instagram to scroll. They don't want to talk about their day. They've done it a million times already. Or they want to bitch about taxi drivers. And and if you're in a taxi, taxi drivers want to bitch about Uber drivers. You're like, guys, I don't really care about either, to be perfect. I appreciate your service. But you're like, I barely care about myself, let alone your spat with the Uber drivers. That We have enough to deal with. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, we have to (laughs) maintain good hair at all times. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. Supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Beck Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend.